You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you in trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Hello, guys. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Joe Mendoza, why are you telling me I need to clean my hands? What's wrong with my hands? Are they naughty, naughty? Are they are they full of a spray tan? What is happening? Um, uh, as a mother, my life is about other people pooping and peeing. Oh, my goodness. We're going live from the bathroom. Well, hello. Welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Gloria. Hi, Shauna. What's up, Aaron? Sister Babylon. What's up? What's up? What's up? Stockin' Bravo. Hi, baby gorgeous. Oh, my God. I tweeted. I said, um... What did I tweet? I said, I'm in the mood for some wine. I might order some wine and piss some people off tonight. I mean, I want to, I'm feeling a little spicy tonight. Yeah, I can lick it. I can ride it while you slip it and slide it. Well, if you're listening to this on the podcast, hopefully you're still having some fun this weekend. You are missing out on our live broadcast on Thursday night, but you are catching a rebroadcast that is coming at you right now in your ears and in your speakers. How is everybody doing? Okay, we have Marie. Hi from us. Are are you calling in from, are you watching from the U.S.? Or are there more than one Marie's in this chat? Oh, U.K. even. Oh, okay. Okay, Ruffle Feathers, here for it. Here for your impromptu beats too. Let's get it, Shauna. I'm here for it. What's up, guys? Welcome on in. All right, is everybody in? Are we ready to recap? What were your thoughts? Hey, you ch- you chicks do porn? Okay. I haven't done porn yet. Also, I'm not actually doing OnlyFans because that seemed to like really piss people off. I tweeted, hey, I might, um, what did I say? I might start, I might drop my OnlyFans link soon. I wouldn't, like I've already, listen, if you want a nude, I'll send you a nude DM me, but I'm not going to like charge people a membership fee for that. I'll give out. I'll give it out for free. I'll be like Costco. Come and get the milk for free. You want a sample? I'll send you a sample in the DMs. Better pissed off than pissed on. Listen, some people like to get pissed on. So, Sister Babylon, I, I don't hate that vibe for them. I don't want to be pissed on. I think, yeah, we're. <laughs> it's too early to go there. Um. But no, I don't want to be pissed on. But I agree with you. I think it is better. Okay, so one thing that's exciting. One thing about me, I'm the baddest alive. But one thing that is exciting um, <laughs> is the Bravo account just announced that the BravoCon panels, or at least some of them, are going to be available to stream on Peacock. So if you guys weren't able to make it, I mean, there you go. You can check them out on Peacock. Um, And Andy had a lot of balls over the weekend, and now they're airing on Watch What Happens Live. So if you want to see Andy's balls, check them out on Bravo. Watch What Happens Live. I heard they're not that amazing, but, I mean, I'm going to try to to binge them this weekend. So if anybody is interested in Andy's balls, 
They're now airing on Bravo. But um, bump, no kink shaming. Some people like water sports. Listen, I'm not against waters. I mean, no, like I don't want to do water polo. That just seems like a lot of ab work. And I also just am not into the peeing on people or being peed on. Like, it's just, it's not my vibe. Um, But you know what, Joe? You do you, boo. You do you. Okay. Shady was good. Ooh, I'm Slim Shady, the real Shady. Ooh, nep to nep. Love you, Zach, for speaking the truth. I'm Beverly Hills. Always, baby. Always. Okay, so let's get into the reunion. Part two aired this week. Rena had a lot that she had to answer for, right? Andy really put her in the hot seat and Andy called her out and he blasted her for all of her crazy social media behavior. And he's like, some of the stuff that you post from just like, what are you doing? And even Kyle was like, what are, what are you doing? So, hey, I actually like water sports. Just an expression. My mama says. Do you like which which team on the water sports are you playing on, Sister Babylon? Um but yes, Rena is a disaster on social media. She owns it. Andy own Andy's like, yes, you are. And you need to own it. And she's like, listen, I'll own it. She said that she's impulsive and she gets a hip, hit of dopamine from it. And she doesn't think it through. And it's it's really just, wow, my wine is already here. That happened so fast. I ordered it like right at the start of this live and it's already here. I may need to get up and get my wine. Hopefully they can make it in because I don't want the drama of having to go down and, and find them and all that good stuff. Um, but anyway, Rena said she's impulsive and she gets a dopamine hit from it. She doesn't think that, uh, she doesn't think things through. And listen, I get it. I tend to do the same thing. I'm impulsive too. Uh, like, at least my friends, the ones that know me and love me, they're like, my God, you are a disaster on Twitter. But like, you know what? I still love you for it. You know, I love you for all your craziness. I know you at the end of the day. And listen, Rena definitely, it, it's some, sometimes it's fun to fuck with people. I enjoy it. Like when I was like, gonna drop an OnlyFans link suit. Tones, hi Tones. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, Tones. Hi Alicia, hi Aaron, hi Giselle. Grab your wine, Zach. We'll wait. Okay, well it's not here yet yet, but I think they're like downstairs. Hopefully they don't have an issue with security getting in. But I let them know exactly how to get in. I let them know what window to sneak in. But whatever. Um, I think Rena is a disaster on social media. I'm glad that Andy like grilled her on it. And she's like, listen, put me on pause. So listen, I don't think Rena needs. Well, maybe Rena does need a little bit of a pause. Maybe she should take a little bit of a break. She acknowledged that with the loss of Lois. We did have a nice moment where we acknowledged no Lois. But she had to answer for her treatment of Sutton. She owned that too. She apologized. And Sutton was like, you really came at me, ma'am. And Rena's like, listen, I did, and I'm sorry, and hopefully you can accept my apology. And Sutton's like, well, ma'am, you mess, you but you best mind your manners if you want to sit at my table. And Rena's like, I'm good. I'm sitting at Harry Hamlin's table, and he's got some fresh sauce. And Garcelle seems to like it, but she's not very grateful for it. So, um, most iconic moments: ugly leather pants. Don't go after my husband. You stole my goddamn house. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've had a lot of like really good chaotic moments. I think Rena has been instrumental in helping us have a lot of these great chaotic moments. So, does she go hard? Yes, but it does make the show great. It does kind of seem like maybe the audience is getting a little fatigued by it. But like, I don't know. Is it time to pivot and change course? 
maybe, but like last season, Rena was like a lot softer, and then everyone was like, "Oh my God, Rena's boring. Rena's boring. Why isn't she going so hard at Erica?" And they all sounded like Cartman from what is that show, South Park? So listen, Lisa Rena is a villain. She's going to own being a villain, and at this point, maybe Andy's going to put her on pause. Maybe not. She said, "Put me on pause." So. She's definitely not afraid of being put on pause, and she's definitely not afraid of getting heat, and she gets a lot of heat. So I think at this point, you know what, Rena? I say let her just be a damn villain and let her do her thing and not take it so damn seriously. Damn, should I get a glass? Obviously, Elaine, get a glass and let's get lit tonight. We get it. Litty city, litty city, litty tonight. Okay. So Rinna's definitely not afraid to be put on pause. We also find out that Rinna is the one that threw Garcelle's book in the trash like a box of sprinkle cookies. So apparently there's a Fox Force group thread, Fox Force 4, Fox Force 5. Who knows? Maybe Teddy's in it. Maybe Teddy's not in it. Listen, when you have friends, you all have different group chats, right? So Rinna threw the book away. Erica decided to post it when she saw Garcelle post a clip from the show on social media where she says, I don't need to make Erica look bad. You can do that all on the, your own. Remember, it was a clip from the trailer. And she's like, I don't need to make Erica. I don't need to make you look bad. You can do that all on your own. And then Erica... I guess, saw the clip that Garcelle posted. And she's like, listen, you need to stop using me for your own promotion. If you need to sell books, you do your own book sale promotions. But like, don't use me and my legal dramas and my screwed up life to like try and help you make sales. And Erica's like, yes, I posted the video and I added the Oscar the Grouch sticker to it. And I put it on my Instagram story. And I said, hey, Garcelle, I know you don't follow me, but I bet you'll see this. And then Lisa Vanderpump chimed in and she's like, maybe you should have given her a scratch and sniff book. And then, um, yeah, it was just, it was one hot mess of a moment. I thought the book in the trash was kind of funny. Listen, if we're being honest, that we're still talking about Garcelle's book. It didn't make the New York Times bestseller, but we're still talking about it. So throwing her book in the trash was the best promotion for Garcelle's book that she could have ever gotten because her best friend Denise didn't tweet about it. Her best friend Lisa Vanderpump didn't tweet about it. I don't remember them going off and promoting Garcelle's book. So listen, I think... It actually did more good than hard. It got people talking about it. It got people feeling bad that, that they threw the book in the trash. So then, oh, thank you, Pluto, Plutonic Mag. Thank you. Thank you for the, this, the, the hearts, the badges tonight on Instagram. Thank you, my love. I appreciate that. Somebody else gave badges a super, super sticker. She's a freak, freak, freak. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I lost the super sticker. If you did, please remind me that you gave me a super sticker. Maybe we should read her book on the Zach Pack Book Club. Zach is going to hard veto that one. Okay? Hard veto that one. Listen, I try. Here's the thing that's so strange about Garcelle and Sutton. I know they're the fan favorites and people are so loud about them on social media. Thank you, Charmin BB, for the badges. But here's the thing anytime I've ever led with like a live stream or anything about them. And they've been like the topic of the title. Cause obviously when you do live streams or videos on YouTube, SEO, which is search engine optimization is a really big thing, right? Anytime I've ever led with them, 
the videos always flop and they don't really do that well. But if I lead with Erica or I lead with Lisa Rinna in regard to Real Houses of Beverly Hills, it gets a lot more people tuning in. And I noticed a lot of other creators seem to do the same thing. They lead with Lisa Rinna or Erica. Sometimes they'll say like something negative about them in like the, the title or whatever. But it usually is kind of a strategy that they seem to be using as well to get additional people to watch their shows. So... I did a whole video on like, what did Erica say about these women in her book? And she didn't really respond to it. So, I mean, not that there wasn't much of a response to it is what I meant to say. There wasn't much like of a big response. Like people didn't really seem to care. So in reference to doing her book in book club, I don't think many people really want to know what Garcelle wrote about in book club. I think the juiciest parts, the hard thing with book club I'm finding is that just like the, what do you call it? Um, Jeanette McCurdy book. I'm glad my mom died or whatever that was. Just like that one, it kind of feels like when you reveal the juiciest parts and like interviews and stuff, then like, is there really much of a reason to watch it afterwards? So, I mean, to to want to read the book afterwards if you've already watched the interviews, you know, so, like the Bill Cosby thing and the Housewives thing seem like the juiciest, juiciest and like most exciting parts of the book and we already got them. Thank you back for the super sticker. You go back. You go back. You go back. Do you think Erica drives by her old house? She said that she did once, right? In an interview, she said it somewhere. She's like I drove by once and I looked at it and it just looked empty. She's like it didn't look like the the home that I knew, but it was never really my home to begin with. And then she says she drove off and never looked back. So, oof. Hi Donabelle. Hi Tori. So then we get it. Rena assures us all that she definitely recycles now after all the heat that she got about the damn recycling. So she recycles. She even posted a picture on her Instagram story. And she's like, listen, I recycle. Thank you. So everyone that was dragging her, we did something for, for the planet. We did something for climate change because, you know, climate change is out there causing all them heart attacks. So there we go. A win for Mother Earth from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So we wrap up the Rinna stuff and then we get into Crystal and Crystal gets into it with Kyle about her feelings. Crystal and her feelings. She has so many feelings. So many feelings. Like just too many feelings to keep up with. And they're always such big feelings. Like she never has like a small feeling. She never has like an inkling. It's always like a grand feeling and like the world is going to end, right? So here's the thing with Crystal. I feel like like she can make some very valid arguments, but she gets so lost in needing to feel important that she overshoots her mark. She loves to lean into the victimhood. And I'm just like, you can actually make a good point and people will actually be receptive to it if you just like chill the fuck out crystal my god like it's sometimes things aren't that important and they're like you're not that important and we don't need to make it so much bigger than it actually needs to be like i just want to shake the crystal ball and throw it out the window because i don't care what it has to say anymore you know she all i mean listen she already proved that she lied about something saying something dark and then she changed it to like well that's my experience my experience is that I saw it as dark. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. That's not what you said. You said something, said something dark. Crystal blocked people who disagreed with her, Zach, then reported some of them and got mine reported. And then, wow, that's crazy. See, I just, Crystal needs to relax. I actually liked Crystal season one. Ugly leather pants, Crystal, bring her back. She told something, you're jealous, period. 
And I was like, listen, that crystal can hang. She knows how to stand up for herself. She knows how to, you know, handle herself. Good for her. But her and her damn experiences, my God, there are too many experiences. Listen, we all experience life. We all have something that we're experiencing in people in 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 the in our own experience. That doesn't mean that our experience trumps other people's experience. Exactly. Feelings are not facts. I agree. Feelings are not facts. Crystal is condescending when people question her feelings. That too. She's like, you either accept my feelings as they are completely or you're wrong and you're racist. And it's like, what? Like, it's just, it's such an overshooting of her mark, right? Which is also interesting because we get into this whole conversation about microaggressions and we're pointing fingers at Kyle and pointing fingers at Rinna. Because Garcelle and Crystal both want to jump in and throw this card down. Now, listen, as you guys know, I am a person of color. And to me, Sutton Strack and Kathy Hilton have been way more problematic than Kyle or Rinna. Yet, aren't Sutton and Kathy Hilton the two that Garcelle and Crystal seem to be the closest to? Which I find wildly alarming um, because both Sutton and Kathy Hilton on this exact show have said, I don't see color. Sutton literally cried about how she's a, a white woman from the South and that comes with its own judgments and like had, th- was the clearest depiction of white fragility. Just last season, both Kathy and, and Sutton were saying they don't see color. That was literally just last season season. In, and in that same scene where Kathy said she doesn't see color, that's the same scene where she talks about her good friend Michael Jackson, who taught her not to see color. That coming from her good friend Michael Jackson, the crystal thinks is so problematic. I'm just like, here's the thing. The thing about the words, pro- the thing about problematic and microaggression is that unfortunately these terms are subjective, right? Which means like they don't, there's no definition. There's no clear definition and that it, and it's constantly changing whenever we want to change them. There's no rubric for them. And we seem to kind of just throw them out there when we feel upset about something or when we want to shut somebody else down. And I think it doesn't accomplish what we're hoping that it accomplish is, right? It actually does the opposite of what we want it to do. And it shuts down the conversation rather than encouraging an open dialogue. We want open dialogue because it's through those conversations. And sometimes those messy conversations, those messy exchanges that we're able to find a way to meet in the middle, right? Like it's sometimes we have to have an uncomfortable conversation and we have, we as people of color have to be wrong sometimes too, Just because we say this is my experience doesn't automatically mean your experience trumps anybody else's experience. It's valid. Absolutely. But all experiences, you know, need to be heard and appreciated. And listen, you know, I love the analogy about how, you know, if if one house is on fire, then you obviously pour water on that house. And like, yes, sometimes something needs more attention than all of this. This isn't an, an all lives matter sort of comment at all. But I'm just saying, listen, sometimes people don't Sometimes people don't like people because they just don't like them. Maybe it's a personality issue. Maybe it's a difference in values. Maybe it's because one person hasn't worked through their own trauma or their own self-hatred. So they find flaws in other people that they can pick at. You know, it doesn't automatically have to do with their racial identity. It can. And when it does, that is a problem. And we need to address it in that moment. However, a lot of times... 
especially when I see people throw out the terms microaggression or problematic, it's very subjective and it's very to just be like, you're wrong, you're a bully, and I'm going to shut down this conversation because I feel triggered. Listen, triggers are a part of life. We're going to feel triggered. People are going to say, say things that hurt our feelings. I could literally go on the internet and claim everybody that says something nasty or negative about me is homophobic. That doesn't make them homophobic. Sometimes they just don't like me because they don't like my opinion or they don't like me because they're dealing with their own nastiness in their own life that they just need to spew nastiness at other people. You know what I mean? So a lot of times it's really not as deep as we make it out to be. Like, honestly, most people dislike other people for things that have more to do with themselves than it has anything to do with you. And I think people like Crystal love to make it all about them. And when you don't want to listen to them, then they take, they raise the stakes and they make it so much more than that. And it's just like, it doesn't need to be that deep. And when it is that deep, because I think when we throw out those terms and we, we, you know, try to make something out to be a lot worse than it actually is, we dilute that argument, right? And we take away what true racism is. We take away what true discrimination is. Because those things hold a lot of weight and they hold a lot of power. And we need to be very mindful of that. I think us as people of color need to be mindful of that and the responsibility because we can help encourage people to learn. We can help show people our experiences in the world, you know? Random, but do you cook? Well, shit, Willie, here I am trying to preach a, a message about unity and equality, and you just want to know if I cook? I have a stove. Yes, I cook. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that said, we covered a lot in this reunion, so a lot out there. Um, what, what did Coffee Buzz say? Are you guys fighting? Are you dragging me? I was like m trying to mindfully not read any of the comments because I already saw one person was like, fuck you. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to look at the comments. Um, so uh, Crystal was friends with Kathy before, and I think she's afraid to cross Kathy. Kathy has the power to destroy her. But like, here's the thing. You can't have two sets of rules, right? You can't be like... Kyle, I think you're problematic, but your sister Kathy, who was accused of dropping the N-word and dropping the F-word in Aspen, she's not problematic. And not only that, but she also, like, said, I don't see color to these women at the dinner table last season. My good friend Michael Jackson, who Crystal's complaining about, you know, it's just the double standards are wild to me. Kathy is the new LVP, master manipulator, in my opinion. I don't think Kathy's the new LVP. I think Garcelle definitely has a lot. I think Garcelle and Kyle are the two most manipulative on the show, to be honest with you. I hate that all the PC crap is taking over housewives. Well, here's the other thing. And this is what I don't like about this conversation either, Patty, is that exact statement and that exact sentiment. Is now instead of people wanting to listen and learn, they automatically just see it as PC crap and it shuts down the conversation even further. People's ears tune out and they're like, oh, PC crap, not tuning in. Woke crap, not tuning in. And it's like, but then we also don't get to listen to the lessons that people are trying to teach us because people like Crystal overshoot their mark. And once you do that, then so many other people, and I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you, Patty, or anything wrong with you making that statement necessarily, Patty, but I do think that that mentality is what has come from all of this, you know, over-the-top virtue signaling and over-the-top finger-pointing and over-the-top victimhood that we like to do. It wasn't okay for Doritos to say that Sutton makes things about herself and was... Um, I think Sutton does make things about herself, though. 
Like she really does. Even Garcelle said it. Garcelle said Sutton makes things about herself. So you must be friends with Lisa and Erica now. Garcelle is not manipulative. She is, but so is Kyle. Like, here's the thing. I don't have loyalty to one necessary person necessarily over the other one. I think the reason I happen to defend Rin and Erica a lot more is because there's so much of an opposite message being put out that it's like, I'm not just going to yell into the eco chamber. I'm going to give, I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm going to try to look at both sides of it. So I think that's why it comes off that way. But I mean, it's not just because I'm trying to blindly defend them. I just think we only hear one side and we only hear this narrative of, you know, people love Garcelle and Sutton and hate Rin and Erica. And I'm just like, well, wait, let's let's kind of look at both sides of the coin here. It's just obvious that she treats the less rich cast differently with less patience. I mean, maybe. Um, the Celestian prophecy you dislike in others is what you dislike about yourself. That's a really good point, Muddy Grace. I agree. You got to have some privilege to not want PC crap on your media consumption. Yes. And maybe that would have been the case two years ago, Lola. But I feel like we've gotten to a place where we've weaponized, um, diversity and we've weaponized what it, being a person of color to the point where, you know, it, it has unfortunately tuned a lot of people out. And I think people just feel overwhelmed because it's like the second you say something, you immediately become a bully. You become, you know, the person spitting out microaggressions. You become problematic. You become racist. And I think people are just like, don't want to go there. And they're like, I know that I'm not a racist, but like, I just don't want to hear this so badly that I'm just going to tune out the conversation. I think we've unfortunately gone so hard that we've put ourselves in this position. Kyle is thirsty, always has been desperate to be everyone's friends. Kyle is definitely a people pleaser, but I think that comes a lot from her upbringing. People love Erica, Kyle, Rena, and Dorit. We are just quiet about it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. A lot of people do like them. You just have to be quiet about them because the other side is so loud and, and you know, mean sometimes. You guys are, like, so mean. Oof. Ooh. Okay. Should we move on from Beverly Hills or were there any final thoughts anybody else had about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? That's where I want to be. Zach, do you know what's going on with Naomi? I don't know what's going on with Naomi. What's going on? I got I got that love, love, love from Teresa. Haters are going to hate, hate, hate. But I just love, love, love. People that aren't racist don't act racist. Okay. Um... But I feel like, unfortunately, we've so broadened what racist means. And we've, and more than even in acknowledging racism, I think we've so weaponized the term racist that at this point we've overused it so many different ways to describe so many different things that we just don't like. And I think in this case, you know, that the the word itself is starting to lose weight because so many people are just like tuning it out. Um, listen, I've said what I've had to say. I've, I've made, I tried to make my point clear. Um, if it's not clear, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it any more clear. I want to be able to move on from this. I said what I had to say. Hopefully the people that were ready to receive that message received it because it was truly coming from a place of love. Um, uh-oh, Naomi's being sued for fraud. Yikes. Rinna pacing, saying 
I just have to tell the truth over and over again had me laughing like such an actress. It was funny. And I feel like when we look at those moments and we see them and we kind of just laugh at them, I think it's funny to just laugh at them because at the end of the day, it's real housewives. It's not real life, you know? Things we don't like is far different than being racist. Exactly. But unfortunately, we've turned things we don't like into being quote unquote racist. Um, and I just think we're, you know, we're not help. We're not doing ourselves any favor. Um, has anyone seen the outcome of Garcelle's investigation? She said at BravoCon that she should have the outcome Sunday. No, I don't. She's, she has not come forth with that. She did say that she got kicked by Rosie on the, the view that she was guest co-hosting the view and, and Rosie kicked her under the table. I was like, ooh. What happened, Naomi from Southern Charm? Yeah, I don't know. Some pe- people are talking about Rosie, or not Rosie, sorry, Naomi. Also, why is everybody always, like, why is Garcelle always getting picked on by somebody? Like, whether she's on The View, or on The Real, or on Real Houses of Beverly Hills, or we're throwing her book in the trash. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe Garcelle's the common denominator. Listen, I, I have enjoyed Garcelle many times over her time on the show. So, this is why Ebony didn't work out on New York. The show never had a reunion. I mean, Ramona did talk about that on the Carlos King podcast about how they were supposed to film. And then Ebony filed a complaint against Ramona for being racist. And then they did a full internal investigation. And they, Ramona ended up being cleared of that. Apparently, Ebony had also like sent Ramona a video um, after she had filed the complaint to HR. She sent like Ramona like a fun, cheeky um, video about how much she loves Ramona. Um, I actually got more behind the scenes details about that investigation that I don't think I can reveal publicly. But um, yeah, they the accusations, once I actually heard what was being accused and what was being investigated and all that stuff, I was kind of like, okay, you know, unfortunately, things just didn't just didn't work out. First time I'm here and I came into a subject that always gets so many excuses. No one really wants to fix it or change it or possibly do that racism exists and why it's perpetuated in my opinion. No, I appreciate that, my love. But also, I mean, if you're admitting that you came into the conversation um, and you, um, no, I, I listen, I get it. I don't think there's going to be any, you know, way we're going to be able to discuss it when, you know, you're in the comments, I'm on the live stream. I think, these are conversations, but the, my point in bringing all this up is these are conversations. One, I want to present, you know, a different perspective and a different, you know, hopefully have people just look at things a little differently so that when we can have these conversations um, in our real lives, we're able to have an open dialogue about these things, right? And so my hope is that, you know, we listen to the message. You don't need to take it all, maybe with a grain of salt. And then in our own lives, we're able to have these conversations and kind of work through them in a healthy way. Um, I liked when I saw Zach and Adam that time. He is cool. I like his fake hair toss. Oh, my hair. Okay, can we talk? Can I clarify the hair toss? Okay, because it literally... So I like to let my hair grow out, okay? And so my hair does get really bushy behind the ears. Look at this. Let me pull it out for you. So if you can see this on camera, you can see. I did try to do a little bit of trimming today because my hair style, my hair colorist has been out of town and working through some shit. So I finally am going to see her on Sunday. But anyway, I do get a lot of hair and I do like to let it grow out. And my hair is really thick. Okay. So yes, it does get bushy around the ears. So I am always doing this. And since my hair is so thick, sometimes it can get a little fluffy and helmet head-y. So I am constantly pushing it down 
and trying to slim it out. So yes, I do play with my hair a lot. And yes, I do tuck it behind my ears a lot because I'm always trying to just like flatten it out like this. So I do this quite often. You'll see me do this or tuck it behind the ears or pat the puss in the back. So yes, I'm always playing with my hair. It's kind of like Diana when she licks her lips, right? It's my like nervous tick sometimes or sometimes it's just out of habit. It's not because I'm trying to be like, yes, queen, I just served and I got my locks of love hair flip twirl um it literally like i don't know why people are so like in like about it but um yeah it's it's kind of funny i love how everyone always talks about oh my god you have curls zach exactly because it's so grown out that it starts to get like curly little curlies around the ears so and i hate when it gets this long it wasn't supposed to get this long and my hair Stylist went out of town and nobody can bleach my hair because this is a crazy long, intense process. So I love your hair, Zach. It's so cute. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yes, that's the truth about the hair flip. I'm always playing with my hair. I'm always touching my hair. It's sometimes a nervous tick and sometimes it's just out of habit. Okay. I play with my hair all the time. Yeah, like some people bite their nails. Some people twirl their hair, you know. We all have our little things. Grow it out. No, I'm not going to grow it. My hair is too thick to grow out that it just looks like a helmet. Trust me. I used to grow it out like longer than this in high school. I mean, I guess like a little bit longer, not wildly longer, but I used to grow it out in high school and it was really just like one giant helmet head and it was like rough. Oh. <sighs> Zach Cher has always flipped her hair. You're in good company. And there we go. I can lick it. I can ride it while you slip in and slide it. Um, okay. You and your hair are both adorable. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Okay. Shall we move on over to Salt Lake City? Okay. We get into, what is this, episode four of Salt Lake City? Season three, episode four. So we're still in Arizona. Jen Shaw is the queen of Arizona. All her friends have rally, rallied around her to support her. Whitney and Heather have it out because Whitney says that Angie said that Lisa Barlow was like blowing somebody's saxophone for tickets to the jazz something, which I didn't realize was like a sports thing. I thought it was like actually like a jazz show. Like I thought it was like the Philharmonica and I didn't realize that these were sports tickets. So apparently she wasn't blowing somebody's saxophone. She was blowing somebody's Dodger dog because she, she was chowing down on someone's Dodger dog for some jazz tickets. Whitney makes my damn ass itch this season. Why? Do you have hemorrhoids? Those are very uncomfortable, by the way. Um, I know, because they're hereditary in my... God, when I tell you guys I'm honest to a fault, <laughs> I share everything, I overshare everything. Yes, it runs in the family. Um, we've all had to deal with it. Some of them, some of us have had to have surgery, not us. Cause I haven't had to have surgery. I was able to like make lifestyle changes, but yeah, listen, hemorrhoids happen. People, not just to pregnant women, hemorrhoids happen. It's funny. I actually went on a date with the guy who like told me, he's like, you know, I really want to bottom, but like TBH, I have hemorrhoids. And I'm like, that's Wait until we're married, and then we can have this conversation. <laughs> I was like, but while we're on the topic, here's some great products, and here's some great things you can do to help with them. My bus bus is pristine. Back to Whitney. 
Oh, okay, Sister Babylon. She's all right with me. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I can lick it. I can ride it. Okay, so Whitney and Heather, and Whitney's like, Heather, you know, this is not, you know, you remember Angie saying this to us. And Heather's like, I don't remember that. And she's like, Heather, you're not telling the truth. And Heather's like, you're a liar. And Whitney's like, no, I'm not, Heather. I'm traumatized. And she's like, you lost me, bitch. You lost me. And Whitney's like, you didn't lose me. And she's like, no, you lost me. And then she like hulks out. And then she ends up pushing Whitney and like like literally like flips her over and out a window. Like so effortlessly too. Like just like a piece of tissue. She like pushes Whitney up against the wall and Whitney like goes flying, right? And so Whitney's like trying to work through her childhood trauma and Heather's like just not being a good friend. And Heather's like, everything's always about you. It's all about Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. And then Whitney's like, everything's all about you, Heather. Heather, Heather, Heather. And then it just seems like Meredith and Lisa somehow have started to like heal and work through their issues because they seem to be like better. And they're like hugging at some point. I'm like, okay. And then Jen Shaw doesn't want to give up her Botox. And then she keeps walking out of her mock, her mock trials. And she's like yelling because she's ready to take the stand because she's innocent and everybody is innocent until pleading guilty. Right. The whole Heather Whitney fight is so staged. These women are terrible actresses. They think they're Beverly Hills, but those women are actual actresses. See, that's the thing. Oh, thank you, Shauna. Yes, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to smash the like button. Oh, Philly Diva's in the house. Philly Diva, somebody told me that you gave me book club a shout out on one of your recent lives. So thank you, Philly Diva. Diva. I meant to DM you, and then the wine distracted me. But anyway... Salt Lake City has been just a little annoying to watch. One, because Jen Shaw has no remorse. She's maintaining her innocence. None of these other women are really asking her questions. They're kind of just like, we're here to support you as you go to prison. Whereas Erica wasn't charged with anything criminally, and we were just like ripping her apart with questions. So I'm just like, "Mm, I feel like we should be grilling Jen Shaw a little bit more because she's been accused by the feds of being the ringleader of an entire telemarketing scheme. So... Ooh, a little bit different. So, yeah, that's not fun to watch. And it just feels like we're all trying so hard and we're performing. I feel like Whitney's putting on a show. I feel like Heather's putting on a show. I feel like Meredith is putting on a show. We're all trying to put on a show, and it's so over the top. This is why I can never finish a season of Salt Lake City. Yeah, I just... Facts, they're all going way too easy on her. Yeah, I agree. Way too easy on Jen Shaw. I'm just like... Listen, if we can grill Erica, I think we should be able to grill Jen Shaw. I got no support for Jen Shaw. Jen Slaw. Do we think they're going to get another season? I don't know. It seems like they're firing Jen Shaw and she's not coming back for a fourth season. And I know there's like rumors that she might not be at the reunion because Andy's like, we have completely disengaged from her. She's no, Our engagement is over with the Jen Shaw. The Shawshank Redemption. So... I can lick it. I can ride it while you slip in and slide it. Okay. What else? What else? What else? Potomac has been good. I haven't finished the most recent episode, but I know that a lot of it has to do with like Chris Basket, Bassett, sorry, Chris Bassett and sliding into the DMs with, with Ashley and Giselle. I think Ashley and Giselle are pushing it a little hard. Listen, your man shouldn't be sliding into anybody else's DMs, period. 
especially your friends, your other younger, attractive female friends. Although I really don't think, listen, Giselle is a pretty woman, but I don't think he's going to be cheating on Candace with Giselle. Like I, with Ashley Darby, yes. Giselle, not that she's an unattractive woman. I just think, I don't know. Ashley Darby and Candace Dillard just seem to be, he, he seems to like them younger and petite. And I'm not trying to, be offensive to Giselle at all I just don't see like to me Giselle's like a prude you know whereas like Ashley and Candace seem like they're freaky deaky in the bed you know Giselle like has like a broken knee you know she has like hip pains that it's just like oh my god like she just I actually don't even think Giselle is that old but she carries herself so much older like she kind of acts like an old lady sometimes like an old lady that's trying too hard to to dress young with terrible fashion you know Real House says the Potomac is killing it and Candace is proving her growth. I'm actually liking Candace, right? I used to find her so annoying and so frustrating. I agree. This is so wonderful with Zach. It's so nice to see you here. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, Got to take my kiddo home from dance, so we will catch the chat in a bit, but I'm still listening. Thanks, Shauna. Shauna, I joined Zach's YouTube memberships. It's $2.99 a month, and you get these cute emojis. Oh, I love it, Mallory. I think we should do a members-only live stream tonight after this. I mean, since we have wine, right? Do you think Bravo will give Real Girlfriends a second season? I hope so. I feel like we're missing the mark on Real Girlfriends, right? First of all, who was I tweeting it with? Not with Sultan. Who was I tweeting with? Um, The other hot guy on on Twitter. I I don't think he has his name. But he, like, has muscles, and he's, like, beefcake. So he was tweeting about it. I think it was him. Somebody was tweeting. But listen, there are a lot of hot guys that, like, agree with me on Twitter and, like, follow. And I'm just like, yes, I like the fact that all these hot musclehead guys agree with me. I'm actually a fan of that. Um, yes, I would love a live stream. This week has been shit, and I love laughing. Yes, let's do it. Get out your wine. But, yes, he was saying that they should have called it Real Girlfriends of Paris instead of Real Girlfriends in Paris because then we could have marketed it as a like younger real housewives. And I think there's a lot there's a lot here to it, right? There's a lot of potential with real girlfriends in Paris. Should have been called real girlfriends of Paris, but whatever. I actually enjoy it. It's refreshing. I haven't watched the last episode, but it is refreshing. It's a different pace. They're younger. The stakes aren't that high. It's a good show. Yeah, I agree, Tones. It's actually RGIP, Tones, not RGOP. You would think it should be RGOP, but it's not. It's RGIP, Real Girlfriends in Paris, which is just stupid. It should be Real Girlfriends of Paris because that's where they're of. Yeah, Housewives is ready. Yeah, is ready for AARP. You were here the other night on our book club with the AARP reference. Uh, Candace is growing for sure. Yeah, she's growing on me. I'm actually enjoying Candace. I like her. I I like her. And listen, I like Giselle too. Giselle, always, as annoying as she can be, and as frustrating as I get with Giselle, as frustrated as I get with Giselle, it's fun. I met Aja at BravoCon, and she was so sweet. Were they there at BravoCon? Like intentionally? Like Bravo had them there because Bravo did not do anything to promote them at all. Are we going to watch Leva's new show? I don't think so. Do we want to watch Leva's new show? I don't. Southern Hospitality looks kind of boring to me. Like, it's another Vanderpump Rules knockoff. How many times are we... Like, we had Lohan Beach House. We had what happens at the chapel or at the Abbey, the one on E. 
I feel like we keep trying to redo Vanderpump Rules and it's just not working with anybody else. Yes, yeah, Sister Babylon became a member tonight. Sister Babylon, let's get it. Get it. Get it with your bus bus. Snap, snap, pat the bus. Welcome. I think Candace can get crazy at t- sometimes though, so hopefully she won't trigger Mia or Ashley anymore. I like Giselle. I listen, I'm loving Ashley. I am loving it. I am Mick loving it. Um, okay, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke has filed for divorce from Sean Wyndham Burke. Is what is her last name? Is her last name Wyndham or is her last name Burke? And why are they both using the same two last names? Whatever. She wants, she's filed for divorce for irreconcilable differences. And listen, it's it's very easy to have irreconcilable differences when you're irreconcilably in all these other women. You know, she's all, she has a new girlfriend every other week that like, yeah, at some point your differences are going to be very irreconcilable. So she also not, she doesn't just want to divorce him. She wants physical custody but it's okay. Sean can have visitation. She also wants Sean to pay for her attorney's fees. And she also wants Sean to pay her spousal support. And I'm just like, girl, how about you get a job? Like, don't you think that would be like a good idea? Like go apply at Walmart, Uber Eats, like something, like get your life together. Okay. My bus bus is thrilled to be here. (laughs) I love it. Pat the bus. Sean got tired of being her beard. She only wants the kids for the child support. Yeah, I think that was my first thought too. I think she only wants the kids so that she can get child support and she can get money for having the kids. But like, she's never with the kids. Sean's always with the kids. But listen, Sean, if you're single now, I can introduce you to a new life. Come on over here. Her maiden name is Wyndham. See, if that's her maiden name, then why is Sean using that maiden name, that name as well? Because he's Sean Windenberg. Sean, I listen. We need to take off the puka shells. We need to take off the 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 giant necklace with the the Ariel's voice in it. We just need to get rid of that, and we just need to like you know get better. No, Zach, you need someone with their own brain. I mean, I guess you're right, Shell Bells, but he's he's a cutie patootie. Like, let me have him for a night, you know? Come on over, Sean Burke. Okay. Yay, Shaby dropping that super sticker. Hey, Shaby. Hey, Shaby. The survivor necklace, yeah. Has Kelly Dodd waited on this? I don't care for her usually, but I got to hear. I don't think Kelly Dodd. I actually like Kelly Dodd. I don't think she's waited on it yet, but who knows? So. Moving on over to Joyzy, Melissa Gorga went on display, on display on her on display podcast. And she says that Jennifer's behavior was toxic when she threw the the glass of water or the the cup of water at the at Joe and Joe's publicist or his or sorry, Melissa's assistant, I think is who it was, Tom. And Melissa, Melissa Gorga was like, listen, that was toxic. And this is not the place for drama. This is BravoCon. This is not Housewives. And I think Jennifer is disgusting. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I don't think that either of them were in the right. I think they were all in the wrong. Joe and Melissa and Jennifer, I think you did shots fired. You Like, come on. 
you did shots fired. Joe said some things he shouldn't have said. We know Jennifer is going to flip out. Jennifer's going too hard to play the victim, and Melissa Gorga's going too hard to make Jennifer out to be the villain. I think they both did some some not some very day class A stuff. Money can't buy you class. Bravo can't buy you class. So I don't think Jennifer needs to go. I actually enjoy Jennifer. I think she brings the heat and she brings the crazy publicity for the upcoming season. I don't think it was intentional. I didn't think they knew that they were going to be filmed. I think they're just feisty like that. I'm still shocked Jennifer had a glass of water in her hand. Why is that shocking, though? She was coming home after drinking. You want to make sure you don't have a hangover. So, yeah, you're going to drink water. Love is Blind Season 3 is back. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. I don't know. I'm kind of getting tired of Love is Blind. Season one was good. Season two was actually good. I was surprised that I really liked season two. I didn't really like the people in it, but I liked it. So we'll see. Has anybody started watching Love is Blind season three? Do we like it? Are we a fan? Is it good? Is it worth the watch? Is it worth a pat of the puss? Didn't Melissa start it? Yeah, it sounds like Melissa started it. She said something. She called her a loser. And then Jennifer is like, shut the fuck up with that. Don't start none, won't be none. And she's like, you're desperate. And then Jennifer's like, you want to see desperate? Boom, like a football. She threw the glass of water. I don't believe the whole story from Jennifer or her assistant. They both sounded very rehearsed. Yeah, it definitely seemed like they were, you know, trying a little too hard. I'm going to start Love is Blind tonight. Okay, let's see. I actually want to watch some of the BravoCon panels tonight. They're on Peacock, so I think I'm going to watch some of them. Maybe I'll dabble into some of Andy's balls over the weekend, since those are now available on Watch What Happens Live. Are you into Spanish shows? I'm not into Spanish shows. I don't speak Spanish. I'm not. Listen, I know I'm going to be a little cunty for saying this. I don't like reading subtitles. So, (laughs) listen, I know there are a lot of good foreign shows and foreign films, what it is is I, my ADHD gets the best of me, um, and my procrastination gets the best of me, really. And so I like to be on my phone, and so when I'm on my phone, it's hard because then when I'm watching a foreign film or a foreign show and I have to read subtitles, then I have to be paying attention the entire time. And that's probably why people like foreign shows is because they have to pay attention that they're actually engaged in the storyline. But I'm just like, ah, I'm going to go watch Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City. You're in here watching my recaps and you haven't even seen them yet? Me either. No subtitles. I don't mind it. I just, you know what I do like is when they put the, the voices over and they put the voices in English. And of course, they don't match up with the words, but that's fun. What did I watch in that? There was one show. Oh, Squid Games, which, by the way, Netflix is doing their own version of Squid Games. And they're bringing 500 people together to compete for the money. It's a real life Squid Games. Obviously, I don't think people die. Evil or cunt, which one's worse? I think evil is worse. Listen, I think the see you next Tuesday word is like, it's not a pretty word and a lot of people don't like that word, but I think their evil is a lot worse of a thing to call somebody because it means that like their character, like you're attacking their character, you're attacking who they are as a person. The see you next Tuesday word is just like a, a an insult. It's a cheap insult and it's a it's a nasty word. I know people don't like it. But I think calling somebody evil is a lot worse than because like it's like soulless. Like, you know, you're saying that they're an evil person, that there's nothing good about them. There's nothing redeeming about them, that they have no morals. You know, 
Cherie was very disappointing as a friend of. I don't think we got enough of Cherie. I liked Cherie. I enjoyed Cherie. I would prefer Cherie over Garcelle because I think Cherie keeps it real more than Garcelle does. I think Garcelle is too much in her head. And I think that's what makes her her own worst enemy is she's always trying to think of what she should do and what the fans are going to like and what Twitter is going to say. And so I think she gets in her own way rather than just letting her guard down and letting us get to know her and letting the other women get to know her because I think if they get to know her as well they'll welcome her in a lot more but I think she just always has her wall up Zach you watched dub version of Squid Game's girl no that's like watching Sailor Moon dub version what is Sailor what OG is where it's at but I hate the subtitles because I don't like to pay attention I know it's bad it's bad it's cunty it's bad I'm sorry Cherie was glorious for the 39 seconds Bravo showed of her I agree all, all 39 seconds were great. She should get another 39. Evil is a condemnation. Yes, I agree. Like Cherie, yes, I agree. Thank you, Lynn. And thank you for the, the badges, Lynn. I appreciate that. Zach, you were so positive. I try, Not always. Listen, read my tweets. Sometimes I can be totally cunty. Um, I'm not perfect. I try to be. I like to think that I'm perfect, but I'm definitely not. Okay, shall we wrap? And um, yes, let's wrap the live. We'll do members only live. So if you're on Instagram, we're going to go live on YouTube for members only. It's a membership. It's $2.99 a month. Um, we do bonus videos, bonus behind the scenes vlogs, member live streams. So we will be going live for members. That should be fun. So if you want to become a member, you can become a member at youtube.com slash justplainzach. If you miss it live, you can always catch the rebroadcast. I do keep them saved up on the YouTube channel. So yes, um, I need to go sign up. Well, I mean, there should be, a, if you're on YouTube right now, there should be a link in the description below that you can tap to join. Um, but yeah, you did a great job. We love you. Thank you. It was a bit of a hot mess of a live tonight. Sorry, guys. I do apologize. I'm probably not going to save the U the Instagram live stream. Um, I'll only save it on the YouTube and make sure the edited audio gets uploaded to the podcast tomorrow so you can catch up because I know the wine guy was here and I'm saying all of this as if people listening to the podcast are going to understand because obviously all that stuff was edited out. But if you are listening to this on the podcast, just know it was a very chaotic live and the delivery guy who brought my wine way too early and then was having phone issues and couldn't scan my ID from his phone and wanted me to go downstairs and meet in the, meet in the, what do you call it? In the lobby. Um, it was, it was quite the night, but it was fun, which is why you should always join us live because you never know what's going to happen. Watch what happens live with Zach Peter on the YouTube and the Instagram. All right, guys. Love you guys. Appreciate you. I'm going to give me about five minutes so I can wrap all of this up. And then I'll start the members only live. Once you are a member, you will get a notification that it's live. So just know within the next five to ten-ish minutes, we will be going live on the YouTube. And listen, we drink. We have fun. No topics are off limits. So get ready for it. All right, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. If you want to keep up with me, you can keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. You can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. You can get some No Filter Wine at NoFilterWine.com. We will be doing some fun holiday collection um, cans. So stay tuned for that. Maybe I'll have you guys help in like the YouTube 
sorry, not in the YouTube, in the, what is it? The Facebook, private Facebook group. Maybe I'll poll some of you guys and we'll come up with some fun ideas. So who knows? You never know. See you there. Yes, see you there. Who knows? Maybe I'll get naked. No, I won't, but you never know. Um, okay, yes. Give me a follow. Just plain Zach. Follow the show at NoFilterZach. Get NoFilterWine at NoFilterWine.com. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this week's content. Um, I tried to not do too much BravoCon content in this episode because we got so much BravoCon at the start of the week. And I feel like now everyone's like fatigued and over BravoCon t- content, especially since we were all following it all weekend long. So... There we go. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I will see you in the members-only live stream in just a few minutes. Ciao for now. Bye.